Welcome back to His and Hers Movie Podcast. This is episode number 57, featuring a review of the Jewish-themed horror film, The Vigil. We'll get to that later. Uh, I am one half of your hosting duo, podcasting on this March 14th, 2021, out of southwestern Pennsylvania. I'm JP, and joining me tonight is Carly, also from the same place. Yes, I am from the same place. Yes, but not the exact same place. Right. But, yes, we are back, and we are recording an app, and, uh, yeah, how have you been? Um, last week was a long week for me. Why? I think I worked six days in a row, and also... I had something crazy happen on Sunday. I was dealing with a guy. Did I talk about this? I don't remember. Basically, no, I, I basically this guy just destroyed the room that he was in and broke all the windows out and stuff. And it was just crazy. I had to call the cops. I have to go to court tomorrow for that, which is fun. But yeah. uh, on top of that, working like six days straight and then also having the um what do you what you call it um the Hannibal show we did that on 22 shots and that was just a huge pain in the butt to watch all those movies right so I um, had kind of a longer week it drug I did yeah, just so record cut to the chase a little bit ago though which was fun yes so what did you do about that room that was destroyed? I just called the cops. I know, but like, what did you get? Like, cause it's real destroyed. Like who, who had to clean? Did you guys clean that up? Like who? Yeah, we didn't clean it yet. Um, me and the maintenance guy boarded up the windows on Monday. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. It was crazy. Basically, um, I had a call from the room above this guy. And they're like, hey, I think that somebody just busted out the windows. And I was like, what? You know, I didn't. I thought they were just exaggerating. So I contacted um, the guy and or actually I I tried to call down. Nobody answered. So I walked down towards the room and I just heard like this person in there. I thought there was multiple people in there just like screaming and like cussing and being crazy and so i went to go knock on the door and right before i was about to knock i heard a bunch of glass break and i was like yeah you know i'm just gonna call the cops right and i went and called the cops they came in turned out it was like an old handicapped dude uh who apparently was homeless so Mm -hmm. basically we're probably screwed um about six thousand dollars worth of damage yeah well that makes me mad because people suck yes but uh yeah i would i would have punched him in the face but anyway and how was cut to the chase um it was good it was good we we talked about the leprechaun films and more specifically leprechaun returns Mm-hmm. you like those moves I do. I'm a big fan. So that was nice to talk to them about. And then I just cooked some chicken fried chicken a couple minutes ago. Oh, buddy, it's country fried chicken. 
It's chicken fried chicken. No, buddy. I swear. Yeah. It's country fried chicken. Chicken. It's no, CFC. But... Okay, yeah, that works, but, like, it's country. No, chicken fried chicken. <laughs> no, you moron. <laughs> Why? You're stupid. That's what they call it. No, buddy, it's chicken fried. No, no, I mean, it's country fried chicken. See, you knew what it was. No, I don't. I mean, I do know what it is, but that's not it. Oh, I'm tired right now. I can my, my brain's all foggy feeling. Me too. I am tired as well, and I don't know. I woke up like I woke up at like 11:30 today. So, mm-hmm. but I was still I couldn't wake up. Like I kept falling back to sleep, and then I finally was like, I better wake up. And then I went to eat with my friend. We went to Sonic, and then I came back. And I told you I was on, and then you weren't getting on, and I was very pissed off. But uh, now I'm a little tired, too. Restarted. Yeah, but you didn't relay that info to me, and instead we're talking to the boys in chats. Did you watch Tom and Jerry? No. I thought that's what you're doing this week. No, buddy, we're doing the vigil. Watch the vigil. Alright, well, I don't have much more to say this week. Kind of a little shorter week this week, guys. Uh, I didn't watch a ton either, but... Yeah, I didn't really watch a lot either. I haven't been been watching much. I've been, like, skipping days a little bit here and there. But, yes, you want to get into what we have watched? Yeah. Whose turn? Mine? No, I think it's mine this time. Okay, fine. How many did you watch? Okay, last time you had a How many did you watch? Okay, good. I'm saying last time you made a conniption because I told you to go first and you were like, oh. But anyway, alright, so I shall go first. Uh, alright, so first up, as per my survive, 05. What? How many are you at? An 05? <laughs> you growled. 51, I think. That's bull. Yeah, because last time I said I was like at around 50, but I was really at like 47, but now I'm at like 51. I'm at so. 21. Alright, buddy. Well, you'll get there a little bit. I know. I gotta get off of here today and watch 05 movies. <laughs> yes. Alright, dude. Well, our podcast is more important. Alright? Alright. Calm down. Okay, so anyway. What I watched was Land of the Dead, of course, from 05. One of Romero's films. And this was a second time watch for me. I'd seen this back... Uh, Probably, yeah, it was like when I first moved into my first apartment, so that was like ni- I was like 19 then, and, um... How old wait, are you actually, now, like 24? I'm gonna be 24 in, in three days. So, hmm. wait, actually, I think I'm mixing this up with Diary of the Dead, though. But I did see that, I forget, because I was watching one of them one night, and I accidentally set off my fire alarm, and it made me all panicky and it was like a bad experience but i think that was diary that did so that's not this move i did watch this one once before that i just don't remember when and um thought it was all right then uh watching it this time i i liked it a little bit more i did think i i think it's a solid flick you know it's not you know you can't really compare it to romero's original little trilogy there um it's definitely it feels very of the time feels very 2000s-esque but uh, i don't think it's too bad of a zombie flick you know i'm not a huge fan of zombie movies but um i do think this one is good for what it is you know it's just i I would just say it's like just 
good. It's not like mind-blowing great masterpiece. Again, like Dawn of the Dead or Day of the Dead or Night of the Living Dead, but um, it's still a good, uh, solid watch. Um, you know, the effects in it aren't too bad or anything like that. And um, characters are all right. It's got what you call it, Dennis Hopper in it, which I, I do enjoy him. So I, I think he's one of those people that I wish I could have met before he died because he just always plays a really good villain type character and uh thought he was solid and um yeah it's not bad um i give it like a seven out of ten then yeah after i that, gave it a seven and a half the last time i watched it but i could yeah. see myself giving it an eight yeah it's really i think it's pretty good like i like the commentary of like the classism that romero does yeah yeah like i said it's definitely not bad and, and i, I actually like john Lee guzomo Right, yes. John Layla Gazumo. We go way back. But, yeah, it's good. Um, and then, after that, for watching Moves for Fun, I watched Unfriended from 2014, which I just picked up at Goodwill the other day when we were there because I did not own the move, and I've been wanting to rewatch this one. Because um, I remember I watched this one, and I watched it, like, back when I lived at home, and we kind of were always... A step back on technology and we still had like a fat tv screen and we, we didn't have a flat screen tv and uh, i watched this and it was really hard to pay attention to because a lot of the movie is reading them type up in chats and stuff like that so it kind of made it unenjoyable and hard to really get into that much so watching it this time around i actually really enjoyed unfriended um I think, I feel like this was hated on a decent bit when it first came out from what I remember, but uh, I like the concept. I like the video chat kind of setting in these movies um, that's become a subgenre in itself, and I do enjoy it. Uh, I like the friends in it. I think that they are pretty relatable and realistic. Um, maybe it gets a little too much towards the end, too eye rolly, too like backstabby, I guess, but. I think for the most part, they are kind of, they remind me of, like, a group of friends I would have back in high school where, you know, Losers. at one point. No, oh, dude! <laughs> at one point, they invite their... What? You got so mad there. Yeah, like, shut up. <laughs> Put yourself on mute like you usually do. Who? You! Anyway, I was gonna say, like, me and my friends used to go on Uvu or... Not really Skype. We like the Uvu, and uh, you know, it would be like we would just talk. God, what? What are you making noise? What are you doing? Hello. What? Is there a problem? No. All right. But anyway, me and my friends, my big group of friends, we would go on Uvu and stuff, and talk and gossip and all that. And that's kind of what these kids are doing. And then there was a part where they have this one girl on there, and they're like, "Oh, she's a whore. She always ruins everything." And that reminds me. You know, there was always, like, that one friend in the group that everyone was fake and, like, didn't like and stuff like that. So, a lot of this movie I did find relatable and cool. And uh, this time, of course, I could read the text and things they were saying more. And uh, it's actually creepy, I think, because, you know, the whole plot is a girl killed herself about a year ago. And it's, like, the anniversary. And then all of a sudden she's, like, on their Skype chat and they're like, what the heck? You're dead but they think it's one of their friends playing a prank, and then they're like, maybe it's not, and uh, it's actually a kind of a creepy concept. So I like Unfriended, and the ending has a jump scare that made me about to poop my pants. So, good move. Um, what did I give? I think I gave that, I actually gave that like an 8 out of 10 or something like that, I think. Maybe 7.5, but 
After that, I watched Dominion, prequel to The Exorcist. Uh, that's a 2005 movie. And I just watched this one recently, too, because I picked it up at the Dollar Tree last year. Did Exorcist I re- The Beginning come out that year, too, or no? No, it was 2004, technically. Oh, okay. I think I... Well, if I recall... Wasn't this one made... They started making this one first, and then they were like thought it was gonna suck so then they made the beginning and then they put the beginning out and that one tanked so then they were like oh shit and then they put this one out a year later i think so yeah that's kind of how that went down but yeah the beginnings from 04 this is from 05 they're pretty much the same freaking movie same actor same setting and there's just like minor differences in the storytelling and stuff like that but um it's okay i mean i think it's kind of honestly it was really hard for me to get into um I was like, I just, I felt like I got into it more when I watched it for my 31 Days of Horror than I did this time around. Um, it just, it's not that scary, you know. It doesn't work that well. Like, it's cool for a prequel and stuff like that, but I feel for an entertaining film and scare factor and stuff like that, it doesn't really do much. Um, you know, uses special effects of course, like CG and stuff for the sort of exorcismy parts and whatnot devil parts whatever you want to call it so it's not very effective kind of looks cheesy at times um and there is like a dream sequence in this one that i liked uh better than in the beginning and it has um a part with the like in the original exorcist how they kept showing the face i forget what they call like the actual demon guy but how they keep doing those little flashbacks little what do you want to call it blips of the scary face they have like a dream sequence in here that has that face and i thought it was really creepy but um i really i don't know i don't think it's that great though um i would give this like a four and a half out of ten honestly then after that i watched the shining from 1980 because i realized winter yes for fun of course um i realized winter was pretty much over and uh I had not watched this move, and I usually like to watch it around winter time because, for obvious reasons, it's set in the winter. And um, it's my favorite move of all time, so I like to pop it in at least once a year. And uh, you had got me that little Blu-ray pack that had uh, those, I think it had Cat's Eye, It, The Shining, and one other long move. Maybe The Dead Zone. Yeah, I think it might have been the Dead Zone. Uh, so I watched it off of that Blu-ray. And um, yeah, well, I mean, The Shining, I think it's a masterpiece. I think it's a great movie. I know you hate it, but um, I give it a 10 out of 10. And I just, it's one of those ones where, you know, it's a movie you've seen a million times. So you just put it in and think, I'm going to do, I'm going to do laundry or do other stuff while watching this. I don't really have to pay attention to it. But you find yourself paying attention to it anyway and being like, I don't want to miss this part, even though you already know what happens and you've seen it a million times and you can watch it a million more times. It's like, oh, this is like the part when blah, blah, blah happens. And I feel like I have to stop everything and watch it. So that is the indicator of a good move. And like I said, I give it a 10 out of 10, The Shining. And then lastly, I watched uh, Basket Case for Fun. Now, I know what you're thinking. How could I possibly watch two moves in a row for fun? Well, I watched the visual before watching Basket Case, so it all evened out. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, (laughs) I I know that's what, yes, right. I think that's what the audience was thinking as well, and I just want them to know that I I put in work to earn my right to watch these movies. So, 
Babaska case 1982. Uh, Derek actually just sent me this for my birthday, so thank you to him. And uh, it's one I had wanted to own for a while, so I was pretty pumped. And it's a film I had only seen that one time. You and I went to the drive-in, and I really enjoyed watching it at the drive-in. I think they, that was the night they played Toxic Avenger as well, so that was a pretty fun little um, lineup. I forget what else they played that night, but... Um, Basket Case is a good movie. I think it's uh, fun, but also scary. Uh, it's not overly goofy. I mean, the concept is kind of goofy, but I feel like it's played pretty serious for the most part. The setting is gross, and I love the hotel that they're staying at, how just disgusting it is. It's like $20 a night, and, um, you know, people just pretty much live there. And, you know, you got the grimy New York setting. The look of uh, Lau is uh, just honestly pretty creepy at times like it's it, it could be funny but it's also creepy whenever he has like a plain blank face and it just looks like a man's face on this whatever you blob of gray bullshit um and i love the sort of stop motion parts where you see him actually moving around on the floor there's a part where he's like throwing shit around the room and uh it's like kind of funny but it's also like just really intriguing to watch so I really like Basket Case. I give it an eight and a half out of ten. And yeah, I watched Basket Case three whenever we did ninety one. And I wish that those movies would have been serious because that one is clearly ridiculous. And I never, I don't really feel like watching part two because of it. But mm-hmm. yeah, that is that's all I've watched though. So. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, all right, so my turn. Your turn. All right, I'm gonna be pretty quick on this. Uh, first up is Manhunter, 1986. I definitely liked it more this time than I had the first time that I watched it, um, especially after watching the whole franchise of the Hannibal films. It made me appreciate the first one a little bit more. Now, the first Hannibal film is Manhunter, and it's technically a standalone film from the franchise, like it doesn't have connection to the other ones um but yeah it's it's pretty good there's a little there's not much to do with hannibal actually you know it's one of those it's one of those franchises that like it's all about like this one dude but it's like technically not really about him most of the time all right um but yeah i i like it um then silence of the lambs which is an absolute classic one of the best horror films ever made probably um super easy to watch i love clarice and hannibal's relationship watching um jody foster and anthony hopkins is like truly magical so great movie uh then hannibal 2001 pretty much hated it um (laughs) it's no i didn't hate it it's just it's boring as hell and it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense um and then we have red dragon from 2002 which i actually think is one of the better films in the franchise it's like third probably um i think manhunter's a little bit better than it but i like a lot of things about red dragon it's like if you take manhunter and red dragon and squash them together you would have like a perfect movie because there's stuff in Red Dragon that I really like, but stuff that I like better in Manhunter. And then there's stuff in Manhunter that is a little bit better in Red Dragon. I don't know if you know this or not, but they're the same movie. Yes, I do. Yeah, it's the same story. Yeah. Um, 
<clears throat> so yeah, I like Red Dragon, but again, eh, you know. Um, Hannibal Rising is the final film in the series, and I liked aspects about it, but it really was a, a miss. So overall, I did not enjoy the Hannibal films all that much. I did watch Hannibal Season 1 on Netflix, which was an NBC show. And I'll just briefly say that I really did enjoy that. In fact, I would watch one movie and then I would watch one episode of uh, Hannibal. And then one episode would turn into two and three and four. And I did that every day of the week. So like Sunday I watched Manhunter and then a couple episodes of Hannibal. Monday I watched Silence of the Lambs and a couple episodes of Hannibal. I can tell you most of the time... I was like wanting the movies to end so I could watch the show. So I actually like the show much better than the franchise. And the first season is almost like a prequel to Manhunter. So it, I mean, it it takes a lot of creative liberties and changes things. So it's not technically able to fit in the same world. Um, But it's like an alternate world along the similar timeline. So... Um, it would go Red Dragon, Hannibal TV Show, Manhunter, Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal. That yes. would that would be, or Red Dragon would have been where Manhunter is too. But that's yeah, it's kind of a weird continuity franchise. But anyway, I digress. Um, so I watched all that stuff, and then I watched Swarm as part of my for for, for Survive 05, which is a Killer B film it's my i think 21st film uh basically this guy's working on a pesticide to kill bees um and he kills some but then they come back to life and they're like stronger and then they break out and they kill people and then they uh mate with local bees and then it's up to him and like this exterminator guy to stop the bees not the bees and yeah it's uh it's uh not too bad it's 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 like a sci-fi original film, but I found it pretty enjoyable. Um, there's a lot of CGI, and some of it is kind of funny looking. But they also use practical bees too, so I give them credit for that. I gave it a 2.5 out of 5, though. Um, and then the last thing I watched, I watched it last night, I think. Um, and that is Leprechaun's Returns. Which Leprechaun Returns, which is the latest Leprechaun film, and I reviewed that on Cut to the Chase. You can listen to that if you're curious. But yeah, I really like that film. It's funny, that's the fifth time I watched it since it came out in 2018. Yeah, you love that move. Yeah, I mean, I love the series, but yeah, I love that move. Um, and yeah, so we're probably going to be watching some Leprechaun stuff this week, because it is St. Patrick's Day a week. Right, yeah. it is. Um, but that's it for me. I started watching Exorcism of Emily Rose, but I stopped to record this pod. I think I might actually, after we're done with this, might pop in Exorcism of Emily Rose and then maybe do like the Exorcist prequel right after. It's sort of a demonic theme. Exorcist theme, baby. Buddy. Buddy. Yes. Baby. Yes. Yes. But right. anyway. Yes, sounds that good, it? buddy. That's it? Yes, we are done with the pod. Bye, everybody. All right, I guess we'll get into the vigil, huh? Yes. Okay. This is probably going to be a quicker one, too, because there's not a lot to say without going into spoilers. Yeah. Um, but what is the vigil? The vigil. Uh, the vigil is a 
move about a young man who agrees to fulfill the duties of a shomer, the ritualistic practice of looking after a dead body over the course of one night. So yes, um, this guy is kind of, uh, it's a Jewish horror movie, which is interesting, but, and this dude is kind of hard up on money. He keeps trying to find a job, but he isn't really having any luck and he needs, you know, to be able to afford food and medicine and shelter pretty much. So, uh, this, uh, what you want to call it, I guess, rabbi goes to him and is like, hey, we need, um, someone to look at. It's like a last minute thing. We need someone to look after this deceased guy and pretty yeah, much... Yeah, what's it called? You said a shimmer or something? Shomer? It's S-H-O-M-E-R. Shomer? I don't know if I'm... Shomer, I think. Yeah, Shomer. Yeah, which apparently is like a real thing. I guess when, um, you die in Jewish faith, somebody has to stay with the body until they... I assume bury it. Do they bury or they burn? Um, I don't know. I thought I think they, they bury. Might bury. Um, but I think somebody has to stay with it um, and like guard it basically uh, mm. until they do that. And usually it's like a family member or like someone close, but that the person who's died's wife has like dementia and is unable to do it. So yeah. Yes. So he is to stay the night there, and while he is staying the night at this house, some creepy stuff starts happening, and he's like, kind of like not sure if it's in his head because he's had some issues or yeah, if it's he's like taking really some sort of medication, mm-hmm. um, for some sort of uh, issues that he's having. So you're not 100% sure if it's like lack of medication slash him being crazy or if it's demonic or what. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's kind of the basis of the move. Right. So you're really spending time with him and the wife turns up every once in a while. But it's really like, you know, mostly a one man show. Mm hmm. Yes. So what did you think? Um, I really like the stuff about the religion, you know, to kind of put that in there as someone who's not Jewish and not religious either mm-hmm. uh, very much. It's I I like religious horror though. I like faith. I like turmoil when it comes to faith. I like, um, especially with this Jewish version of of this type of story. It's from kind of a different perspective because you get the sense that this dude struggles with his faith, right? Yeah. And um, I like that concept in in a horror film. Uh, it's kind of a minimalist type of horror movie um very basic and it does have some some creepy some creepy imagery and moments like specifically like the fingers kept getting under my skin like the long fingers Mm -hmm. yeah some of the long fingers are creepy (laughs) yeah because it's like unnatural i guess yeah unsettling seeing anything any long body part but yeah yeah um, and I also, you know, like the, the solo sort of setting. It reminded me of House of the Devil a little bit. I don't know if you got that vibe or not. Yeah, I didn't really think of that, but that's a good comparison. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of House of the Devil a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think that, I think that it, I feel like it isn't a hundred percent cohesive and great. Um, mm-hmm. 
I felt like it had a good concept and, a, and mostly good execution, but I just kind of wanted a little bit more by the end. Yeah, um, I kind of went into I was kind of excited going into because I did read the plot beforehand, and I thought, this sounds actually really creepy. And uh, I like the whole idea with the Jewish faith and stuff like that, because you don't see that really at all in horror movies, so that was a cool little... Um, extra, you know, unique thing to add into their film, but I just, I think I want it to be a little bit more up up the creepiness a little bit, like, mm-hmm. it's got like a creepy sound design at times, it's effective, but the vi- I wish there was almost more visual stuff like the finger stuff's creepy, there's like a part towards the end on like the stairs that I thought was um, creepy as well, and that mm-hmm. and, and honestly, I mean, some stuff with the um like you know the old lady with the alzheimer's um being around is a little unsettling too just because um just because uh but overall yeah i was kind of wanting a little bit more i found myself feeling like it was almost dragging on a little bit which it's not a long film but it just didn't really it wasn't as enthralling to me as um some other movies of its kind like house of the devil i'm really into that one i feel like to me it felt like it felt like it was on its way to being this year's Dark and the Wicked, but it just yeah. never gets there. Yeah, that's a good, that's another good comparison. That's kind of what I was thinking going into it. Like, this is going to be a really dark, moody, um, atmospheric film. And, I mean, it is. It does but, have good music, I will say that. Yeah, for sure. But there's just not, I, I think there's just not enough to it. Like, it's not one that I'm gonna, it's definitely not a masterpiece well, the, that I'm the gonna real, run out. The real big core narrative there <clears throat> is between the faith and the fact that this guy's struggling with it and stuff like <clears throat> that. And that's really where your, like, core meat of this story is. <clears throat> but yeah i agree it 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 doesn't really do anything impress overly impressive to me it's a it's a it's a good little horror movie um but it didn't like blow me away right yes and also it is in english and then sometimes it is other languages and yeah and sometimes the subtitles won't even play for some parts yeah so it was a little bit like some parts you're not uh, supposed to know what they're saying and they're just like you know doing prayer yeah 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 if they're like doing a fast prayer you have no idea what they're saying so it's um one of those jarring that that like i i don't like that in movies like i'd rather a movie either be completely foreign or completely uh in english because i almost get confused i'm like oh wait they're speaking english again i don't have to read subtitles and then all of a sudden they'll be speaking whatever else and then i'll be like oh crap I'm, i should be re- i need to pay attention to the subtitles again it throws me off sometimes That's racist, buddy. no but what no buddy it's not I, I said i'd rather be just foreign or just in english that's not racist it would be racist if i said i'd rather just be in english what's that you'd rather just be in english that's nobody funny. i swear no all right anyway. so um i don't have ton on this one do you have a letterbox review Sure. Um, this one is a four-star review from Katie. Now, Katie enjoys Blade Runner Ex Machina, Machina. Fight Machina, Fight Club, Ex and Machina. The Witch. Shut up! I don't care! And The Witch. And uh, she says, 
An effective exercise and sustained thread with some well-paced scares as well as a thoughtful meditation on survivor's, survivor's guilt. The pacing is strange in some places. I think the denoint denoitment drags on, I don't know if I said that right, drags on a bit too long and the setup could perhaps actually be be given more air as we rapidly find ourselves in the thick of it within the first 20 minutes. But overall, it manages to interlock all its moving parts well, especially considering how much of it rests on the shoulders of the main character. Yes. Uh, let's see here. And then... Okay, and then this dude... Hold on. This dude gave it two and a half stars. His name is Jordan, and he enjoys the film Laura the cook the thief the wife and the lover gummo and stand by me weird picks dude weird picks um let's see and he says runs into the same issues i had with the rooster remember that yes i do believe me i do Runs into the same issues I had with Saint Maud. Excellent start, wonderful visuals, and fantastic sound. All to be ruined with lackluster storytelling that ventures down too many roads, losing sight of the message at hand. If this were a short, it would be remarkable. I see. Um, Saint Maud is way better than this, though. Yeah, yeah, I do agree with that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else from you? Uh, no. Alright, um, ratings. Alright, um, like I said, I didn't, I thought that the movie has some good stuff to it, but I also did not think it was anything overly fantastic that I'm gonna run out and tell people to watch myself. Uh, so I'm only, I'm at a 6 out of 10 on this film. Okay. Um, yeah, I liked it a little bit more than you. Uh, I gave it a 7 out of 10. I think it's a pretty solid horror film. Um, probably not going to make my top 10 of the year, but right. it's uh, pretty good. I, I see some people really love it, and I see some people are kind of like where we were at. So yeah, it'll probably be one of those films that some people are going to love and have on their list, and other people are going to just think it was overrated. Right. But uh, yeah, I guess that's it for us. This is probably might be our shortest episode ever. Yeah, we really, we really did not screw around. Yeah. Um, next week we're probably doing the uh, St. Patrick's Day recap, where I think we're gonna watch that new movie called Leprechaun's Game, which yes, I... is not related to the Leprechaun films of old. But I just find absolutely hilarious that it is, it looks, it's like a Leprechaun ripoff, it looks like, and uh, yeah, it's a new movie, and I like the Leprechaun lore, so I'm, I'm gonna check it out, we're gonna check it out, and we'll do that one, and then uh, we should be getting into some movies after that, I mean, Mortal Kombat's on the horizon, Godzilla vs. Kong, we're actually gonna start getting movies again, so... That's yeah. pretty exciting. There is a new Disney movie out that I kind of want to go see. Um, I still kind of want to go see Tom and Jerry, too. But, you know, that's... I'm not 100% sure about that. Uh, when I'll have time to do that. But, yeah. So, that's it. We'll see you guys next time. You have anything else to say? Um. Well, uh, I will say Slumber Party Massacre Episode 2 has just dropped. So, check that out. Check we it appreciate out. appreciate it. Yes, check it but, out. But, yes. That is all. 
Alright, we'll see you guys next week with another one. Peace out. Bye.